We are building the AFC West super team here. The fourth team finishing up the AFC side of our all division squads on Peacock and Williamson. Patrick Mahomes in this star-studded division coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We appreciate all of the everydayers out there. And if you are not one, make sure you're subscribed up to the new Peacock and Williamson YouTube channel. Hit that notification button so you know when new shows arrive and when we go live. And we're going to do a live mailbag again this week on Thursday. So get your questions in as well on Twitter at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Drop them in the YouTube comments. And of course, you can find this podcast everywhere you find your audio podcasts. Okay, it's AFC West time. And I think this division is going to be a lot stronger top to bottom than our AFC South all-division team yesterday, Matt. And it starts with quarterback. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. But man, there's uh, there's some other good quarterbacks in this division that deserve to at least be mentioned. I adore Justin Herbert, but Justin, I'm sorry, but Pat plays in the division with you, so you're out of luck. You know, I mean, if you if you were in the South, we would have a really strong conversation. Plenty of NFC divisions, really strong conversation, but wrong place, wrong time there, Justin, so you're out of luck. Oh, Justin Herbert. I, I met Jimmy Garoppolo, a.k.a. Jimmy G, <laughs> a.k.a. Jimmy W. All the guy do, does is win. New quarterback for the, uh, for the Los Angeles Raiders and unfortunately hurt already for those Raiders and then Russell Wilson, you know, obviously hoping for a big rebound under Sean Payton with the uh, with the Denver Broncos. But man, Justin Herbert, so talented. I just saw some cut ups of some of his throws earlier today. And it's like, man, such a fun quarterback. And uh, unfortunately, he's playing behind Patrick Mahomes in the AFC West. Yep. I mean, too bad for him, but maybe, maybe optimistically, it's more of a conversation next year. I think Herbert will certainly benefit from a little better supporting cast, different offense coordinator, but you're fighting with maybe the greatest of all time. I mean, he's a uh, total superstar. You're just, yeah, you're fighting with a, a historic quarterback run right. to start career with Patrick Mahomes. So it is Pat Mahomes, quarterback for the AFC West, a very strong start for the West here. Let's move on to running back Josh Jacobs of yeah, great year. the Los Angeles, or excuse me, the Las Vegas. <laughs> Bear Somewhere with me. They've yeah. moved around a little bit, this franchise has. I've stopped saying Oakland and started going back to Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. That's Las Vegas Raiders running back Josh Jacobs. You got Austin Eckler in Los Angeles with the Chargers. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, Super Bowl winning, Super Bowl leading rushing running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. Not going to be our pick for this squad. And then Javante Williams coming back from injury for the Denver Broncos. So this is a two horse race for me too. I mean, I think Jacobs was always vastly underused by Gruden and, you know, they didn't use him as a passing game hardly at all. This past year, he showed that he's a do it all stud and had a great year. I still prefer Eckler a little bit. <laughs> okay. I was going to fight for Eckler actually. And okay. I'm surprised that you're going to go there. Can, can we go Austin Eckler here? I think most people, if we crowdsource this, they would say Josh Jacobs. He was the higher drafted player. He had a really good year last year, but man, I'm envisioning what you could see with Austin Eckler and his receiving ability. And, and 
Josh Jacobs could catch the ball as well. Um, you know, with Patrick Mahomes and the offense that we're going to put together here, I, I like Austin Eckler, and I think he would yeah. get my vote even over Josh Jacobs. Are, are you okay with that? Are you I am. It was kind of a 1A, 1B. Um, like, I'm taking Eckler higher in fantasy this year. The only knock against Eckler to me is he's a little older. Jacobs isn't young. And do we want him getting, you know, 25 carries a game? You know, he's a different style. He's not the bruiser, you know. Right. Uh, I feel like we're throw the ball a lot anyway with this offense. So I'm not too yeah, worried yeah, about yeah. that aspect of it. And Josh Jacobs has doesn't have, even going back to college, doesn't have a great track record of being an every down bell cow back for a full season either. No, those Bama guys all you know, took their turn, you know. No, I, I prefer Eckler, but it's not and, a slam dunk. Yeah, and both have had some injuries, which is what we could say about any running back probably. Of course. That we're going to talk about for these lists. Okay, Austin Eckler is our running back for the AFC West. Tight end. Uh, this is easier That's than the easy. <laughs> easiest quarterback, done, yeah. I think. And you know, there's some good young tight ends in this in this league. But um, Travis Kelsey is the elder statesman, and he is still playing at that level. And when you got Patrick Mahomes, your quarterback, I mean, it's just there's nobody else that could be the tight end for this group, right? I mean, frankly, I mean, this isn't going to shock anybody or reveal the the secrets of the podcast, but I think. Creed Humphrey, Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, and Pat Mahomes were pretty easy to put right in there. You know, they, they have some dudes, you know. The ink has dried on my list already for the AFC West with a couple of positions and you yeah, named yeah, some yeah. of those players right there. And, uh, you know, and there's going to be a lot of good conversations, I think, in this. There are. In this division, but just with those positions and those players. I mean, you know, Austin Hooper, Gerald Everett, Greg Dolchich. I like Greg Dolchich as a player. I do too. Guy, by the way, for Broncos, but we're talking Travis Kelsey. So <laughs> right. that conversation for the tight end slot. I mean, even if he loses 20% at his age, he's still number one, you know? Okay. We're going to finish with wide receivers because that last spot, we always like to have a little conversation yeah. with the 11th man. It's a flex spot for us. We're going three wide. We're going two tights. We, we went two running backs in the AFC South. So offensive line, let's build this thing out and start with offensive. Uh, let's start with center because I think that's the easiest one. That's right? an that's easy one. Mentioned. So that one's done. It's Creed Humphrey from yeah. the Kings City Chiefs. And and Lindsley for the Chargers would make, you know, he would have been on the South for me. I mean, he's, he's a good player, but I think Humphrey along with Kelsey are the best two centers in the league. You know, Eagles, Kelsey, not Chiefs, obviously. So that's an easy one for me, especially at his age. Plug him in. And you don't have to worry about the left-handed snapper because his oh, are used to it. With Patrick, right, Mahomes. right, 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 right. If it was Herbert, be like, oh no, do we do we want to go with the other center? So I should have also probably included Joe Dooney as a chief that's plug and play too. So I think center and Thuney are easy building blocks for this line. The rest, there's some quality guys, but I don't think there's any more slam dunks on the O line. They've lost some depth has this division um you've got yeah. donovan smith stepping in for uh orlando brown there at left tackle for the kansas city chiefs you've got Juwan taylor who was brought in there uh you have lucas niang who's competing you have Wanye morris who's a third round draft pick who maybe is the future tackle for the kansas city chiefs i don't think there's slam dunks there you've got mike mcglinchy who got a uh you know another new addition to the division got a big money contract at right tackle better run blocker than a pass blocker there you got garrett bowles at left tackle for the the denver broncos colton miller at left tackle for the raiders uh i don't even know who the right tackle is going to be for the raiders is it um 
I think that's up in the air, but he's obviously not being considered for this. But um, Illuminor is going to be the guy. Okay. I think I'm not butchering his name too bad. He's okay. I mean, he's not terrible. He's not going to make our squad. Let's no. He's, uh, he's- and then we got Rashawn Slater and Trey Pipkins over there in uh, in Los Angeles for the Chargers. So I, I think Rashawn Slater is is my guy here. And we're going to have to move one of the left tackles to right tackle with Colton Miller or Garrett Bowles. I think I like those guys better than Mike McGlinchey and Jawan Taylor. I think Slater's a superstar. You know, he just was out of sight, out of mind. So he's an easy left tackle for me. Who? McGlinchey's last of those four to me. I mean, he's a run blocker. I think he's a plotter as a, as a uh, pass protection player. I was going to – I would have Miller over Bowles. I, I know Bowles has come a long way, but I also think it's a little reflective that his best season by far – He's like the holding master. I mean, his best season by far was the COVID year when holding was legal, you know? So, I mean, <laughs> so I, I, I have some questions with him. My This one comes down to me as Slater's the left tackle. Boom. I feel very confident about that. I think I might like Taylor more than you. You know, they gave him good money. And do I like, like if I were grading them, I would have Colton Miller as a higher graded player than Taylor but not by leaps and bounds, but is it highest enough to switch his position? You know, that's the one th- thing we always run into yeah. with these right tackles. Right. Uh, and, and I think for me it is. I think Colton Miller okay. would, I'm would fine be with my, that. Right, my right tackle here. I mean, he's immensely talented. I mean, he's a very good player. He would have been my left tackle if it wasn't for Slater. So, cool. I'm fine yep. with that. Okay, I like it. We got Slater and Colton Miller as our offensive tackles here. Thune is the left guard. So who is the right guard, Matt? Is it Trey Smith, his teammate? Is it Zion Johnson, the first rounder for the the Chargers last year? Quinn Miners, Ben Powers. Uh, I'm missing anybody here. Jamari Salyuk. I I think it comes down to Zion Johnson and Trey Smith, right? I think Miners is right there with them. I think it's actually a three-horse race. I don't know who I like best. I mean, I adored Zion coming out of school and he struggled early, but it looks like he's going to be fine. I think Smith's a great player, but I also don't know that if he was a Texan or, you know, a Bronco, people would be so excited about him. You know, like he's really good. I get it, but his life's not so hard either, you know? Right. Yeah. He, he's in the perfect situation and, and you start to see that. And, you know, we see those we saw it for 20 years with the Patriots where someone gets right. plugged in. He's like, man, this guy's really good. And then he would go off on his own and sign a free big free agent money contract. And be like, I not really that as good outside okay, of that yeah. as he was, you know, doing it on his own somewhere. So mm-hmm. I, I like Zion Johnson. I'm fine with it too. I just want to make sure we, we talked about minors. He's been a success story there and he can mm-hmm. also play center, but we don't need a center, but uh, Zion's my pick as well. So it's a good line. There's the line. Let's move on to wide receivers. And of course we've got the defensive side of the uh, ball as well. Next in our all AFC West mega team. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by FanDuel. Make a fast break right now to FanDuel Sportsbook during the NBA playoffs, during the NHL playoffs, during the Major League Baseball season, because right now new customers can get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. There's no better place to bet on all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. And I know it's not in season for the NFL, but there are endless ways to bet on the 2023 NFL season. We've got weekly lines that you can bet on. We've got um, 
Super Bowl champions, coaches of the year. We've got rushing leaders, receiving leaders. You can bet on over-under win totals for your favorite team. There's great promotions every day at FanDuel. Safe, secure app that is easy to use. I love how easy it is to use the app or the website to go build your own bets. And, of course, you can get paid out instantly when you win. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA and the NFL. Wide receiver. Let's Not a slam this. dunk. Yeah, I mean, Devontae Adams is a slam dunk. I mean, that, we're real happy having Pat Mahomes sort of Devontae Adams, I think. That would be That's a lot of fun, and uh, I absolutely love that. And clearly... Devontae Adams is going to be the wide receiver one yeah. for this group. The wide receiver two is where it gets a little bit more interesting. Do you go with the uh, the old heads, right? Keenan Allen is still around. Do we put Keenan Allen in the slot and pick another outside guy like Mike Williams? There's there's SWAT, uh, there's a slot competition with Hunter Renfro. Do we want to go with a couple of running backs in this group instead of three wide receivers? Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore could have a breakout year. I like him as a breakout candidate, mm -hmm. but we haven't seen it yet from the second round pick. They drafted another second rounder in Rasheed Rice in Kansas City. Kadarius Tony, Marquez Valdez Scandling. And then we got Jerry Judy, who I'm still kind of waiting for that breakout from him. He separates the numbers, show his separation. Can he uh, do the dirty work and become a target hog there for Sean Payton? Um, Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton as well, obviously, for the, the Denver Broncos. Wide receiver two, wide receiver three. That is a competition right now, Matt, and I don't even know where to begin. I I, I still like Keenan Allen, man. I, I think I want Keenan Allen on this squad, but um, I didn't even mention first-round draft pick by the Chargers, Quentin Johnston as well. Right, right. I mean, uh, Jacoby Myers in the division now, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, I mean, it's not a bad group. But it's not easy. Uh, I'm with you. I, my pecking order on the receivers was Adams is way up here. Allen was clearly two for me. And maybe that's a lifetime achievement award, but I think Keenan Allen's still a really solid player that's going to fade away slow. Like, I don't think his game's going to fall off a cliff. And then I think it's a battle between Mike Williams and Judy. I like Williams better, but he is very unreliable. Yeah, this this uh, <laughs> this squad could run into the same problem that Justin Herbert and the Chargers have run into. If you mm -hmm. put Keenan Allen and Mike Williams in there as your wide receivers and so many injuries, well, I guess that's not the worst thing because you still have Devontae Adams and, and Travis Kelsey to throw the ball to and Austin Eckler coming out of the backfield. So, But um, we might be drafting a receiver in the first round next year like the Chargers did. Yeah, exactly. You so the, the way it would work out was would be Mike Williams on the outside mm -hmm. and Keenan Allen in the slot. And Keenan Allen still can get open. Like... Is there too much of that? Because you got like the old savvy receiver with Travis Kelsey and Keenan Allen, or do they operate in too much of the same area of the field? I have no problem with it. I mean, just because I prefer him to Judy or any of the other options. You know, if we're to, I'm more concerned with putting our best 11 out than this guy doesn't compliment him, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure Mahomes would find ways to use them all, but they both are slots. You're right. We could call them a tight end or a receiver. They're both slots, but they're still so a little different. And Williams taking the top off, Adams doing everything. I think we'll be fine throwing the football. Yeah, this will be a fascinating one. Who ages out? Who doesn't? And and next year we're talking about Quentin Johnston and, and Jerry Judy potentially as yeah. Sky Moore as the all. Uh, maybe even Kadarius Tony. Who knows? This goes back to our AFC South conversation. I do think Josh Jacobs is better than Mike Williams, but I want three receivers more than I want two running backs. Okay, that ends that conversation as well. Yeah. So yeah. there's our all 
AFC West offense. It's Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, Austin Eckler at running back. We've got Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams at wide receiver, Travis Kelsey at tight end. Then the offensive line left to right is Rashawn Slater, Joe Tooney, uh, Creed Humphrey, Zion Johnson, and Colton Miller. Already a much better squad than we saw in the South. Is this the best all-division team, though, Matt? We've got to build the defense. I think it's the best offense. Well, maybe not. The defense is not going to be as easy as or slam dunk to me. Let's check in on the defensive side of the ball and start with the edge guys. We've got um, two. uh, The the hardest one is the, is the chargers edge guys. Mm -hmm. You have Khalil Mack, who at one point was the best edge rusher in the NFL. And he's not quite been there, but he was good for the chargers. Then you have Joey Bosa, who is a stud player, but has just dealt with so many injuries, dealt with injuries for most of last year. You have Chandler Jones who like, uh, who like Khalil Mack is kind of aging out of being uh, an elite level edge rusher, Max Crosby, who's now in his prime for the Raiders. Uh, Charles men who brought into the uh, division along with an, um, and a DK, the Uzoma, the, the first round late first round pick for the, uh, for the uh, chiefs there to go with first rounder, George Karloftis from the year before you got Zach Allen, uh, Jonathan Harris, or, or a couple of defensive ends with the, uh, with the Broncos, um, you have who am I missing here with the uh, oh uh, Frank Clark. yeah Frank Clark and Randy Gregory the the, the new additions yeah there. Clark's now a Bronco folks yeah the, the quote, outside linebackers edge rushers so Frank Clark just brought into the division now for the Broncos to go with Randy Gregory so they're going the uh, Sean Payton's like right, I'm going to try to win some football games this year that's clearly mm-hmm. what he's talking about he's like we need yeah. some edge rushers give me the give me the old guys then I don't care you know what else, what else they had going off the field let's let's go get after the quarterback. The name he didn't mention, which I'm not considering, but he was an early pick, is Wilson out of Texas Tech for the Raiders. I mean, oh, right. yeah. I mean, just because he's a high pick, we should throw him out there. And maybe some divisions he would fight for it. But I can't put him in this mix. So if I'm ranking edge defenders in the entire league, I think in whatever order, Nick Bosa, Garrett, Watt, and Parsons are your top four. But I think Max Crosby is five and Joey Bosa might be six. I, so, I was wondering because Max Crosby was my number one and I didn't know where yeah, you were going to yeah. go with that. I think I think as good as a lot of these guys are, as big as some of the names are, I think Max Crosby's clearly one of the guys that has to be on this team. And then we have to fight. I agree. He plays a ton of snaps. He gets doubled and tripled all the time. You know, like he's the only thing in town. Like I, I really think he's right there with Watt and Garrett and those guys. And I think there's actually – I think there's more of a top five in the league with, with Crosby and then who's six. And I think it is Bosa, but I don't trust him a ton. I, but I would take him over Mack or Gregory or those dudes. It's tough because Cleo Mack has sort of entered this just solid portion of his career, but he was an eight-sack guy last year. You kind of know what you get. He started 17 games. Joey Bosa only was around for four or five games last year. Yeah. Only had two and a half sacks. And we really haven't seen that full season of Bosa, even though he's 27 years old, should still be in his prime. And is such a good player, good against the run, good against the the pass. Uh, Chandler Jones is, I think, further away from his prime, maybe even than Cleo Mack is. So yeah. I don't think he should be the answer. And that means to me, it comes down to Frank Clark or Cleo Mack or, or Joey Bosa. And it's probably one of the Chargers guys. Yeah, and... I like Clark, and maybe it's this is Wilson next year. Who knows? I mean, I think he's a long way away. But I think Bosa's the hardest guy to play against right now. I mean, when he's out there, he's still really good. So just crossing fingers, he's going to be healthy. So uh, yeah, yep, yep. Joey Bosa is our guy. 
at the other defensive end spot across from Max Crosby. Well, you mentioned Chris Jones is a no-doubter. So that's one of our tackles. We will get to the rest of the defensive side of the all-AFC West team. Who's the other tackle to pair with Chris Jones? Linebackers, corners, safeties, and which direction do we go at nickel? Do we go third linebacker? Do we go an extra corner? Do we maybe maybe throw it together a, a three safety look? Let's let's talk about it here with the rest of the AFC West next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Make sure you are subscribed up to Peacock and Williamson every single day. We are coming at you even during the offseason. Yes, even during the quote-unquote dead period of the offseason. We're having fun doing our all-division teams. We'll get into the NFC next. Subscribe up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. So Chris Jones, I think we agree. Matt is going to be one of our defense tackles for the AFC West. So who will he be paired with inside uh, with Bosa and Max Crosby? And Chris Jones, I will start listing some names. You tell me who belongs there. DJ Jones, maybe a little nose tackle next to Chris Jones. Let Chris Jones operate as more of a pass rusher. Yeah, uh, You've got Derek Nady. You've got Jerry Tillery, uh, Bilal Nichols, Austin Johnson, Sebastian Joseph Day, who I think a lot of people don't know about, who was uh, an important player that they brought in last year to that Chargers defensive line to try to help them stop the run a little bit. Um, it's not a who's who group. I think no, I know who I would... I, who I would nominate as the uh, the second defensive tackle, but I want to hear what your thoughts are on it first. And if you name the same guy I'm thinking of, then we'll know that we're right. I think Joseph Day is noteworthy. I'm glad he threw him out there. He's better than people think. You know, he's a three name guy. Not everybody knows who he is. Type of guy. I think it's <laughs> Zach Allen, the newly signed uh, Bronco, though. And I don't love him. And I think they may have overpaid, but we don't care about that. But coming off a really quality year with a bad Cardinals team. Yeah, to me, it's like, are you trying to do the, uh, um, you know, the the five tech, the undersized rusher to pair next mm-hmm. to Chris Jones, or do you want a nose tackle next to Chris Jones? I, my guy is DJ Jones. I saw him operate with the 49ers, so maybe mm, a little okay. bias there. Uh, he's a stud, and he can also uh, give you a little pass rush, give you a little push. He's explosive, but uh, Zach Allen's probably the guy. There's a case for both. I mean, I'm glad you DJ Jones and Sebastian Joseph Day. Those guys are better than people think. They don't fill up the stat sheets, but they do have value. And if we're truly constructing a team, we would be a little light with Allen in the middle, you know, but I think he's the better player right now. Yeah, with Chris Jones next to him and you got both yeah. Crosby. Yeah, but let's 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 put together the beastliest pass rushing line. It is yeah, probably the way to go with these all division teams. I agree. I agree. So uh that gives us off ball linebacker now. So not a tremendous group. I'm a big Fulton fan with the Chiefs. I, I think he's a very good player that's coming into his own more and more and more. Green dot guy. I'm not saying he's a slam dunk, but considering the state of this division, I think he's the best off the ball player. Then we get a little bit of a reach. I mean, maybe his partner in crime, Gay. I mean, he's a very talented, but he's sort of up and down, growing into his paws a little bit. I think Kendricks might be a really nice pickup for the Chargers, but are we banking on a 10, 11 year veteran, whatever he is? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's sort of a lifetime achievement award for yeah. Kendricks. You know, he's next to Kenneth Murray, who's been sort of a disappointing uh, first yeah. round pick, but, you know, he's a talented player. Um, you've got Divine Diablo in Las Vegas, who was a third round pick a couple of years ago, same year that Nick Bolton was a second round pick for the Chiefs. 
uh, Josie Jewell for the Broncos. Um, and then a couple of highly drafted players, a couple of third rounders that maybe we should consider projecting some rookies in there. Drew Sanders for Denver and yeah. Henley for the Chargers. Maybe you can convince me of one of them, to be honest. I mean, I don't love Kendricks or Gay in this spot. Um, I was going to throw a curveball at you, too, because this is semi-cheating in sort of a Micah Parsons sort of way. Uh-oh. But I think Brandon Browner is an exceptional edge rusher slash off-the-ball type. Or Baron Browning, what I call him? Baron Browning, Ohio State guy that was an off-the-ball dude that rushes the passer more, really productive, and then got hurt. But I could listen to Drew Sanders, too, who has some of those capabilities as well. Brown, oh yeah, Randy Gregory. Could he do something? Willie, uh, Willie I think Gray? that's truly. I think that's truly cheating. Okay, I don't think really we. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't play off the ball. I mean, Browning's playing more and more as an edge, so I'm not sure he counts either. But he's the Miller Light, Micah Parsons. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I like. <laughs> I like that a lot. The uh, the Kirkland brand. Yeah. Micah Parsons for Baron Browning. So we've got Baron Browning now, basically versus maybe one of the rookies, Drew Sanders, or. Chargers. Uh, uh, Eric Kendricks, probably. Yeah. I mean, Eric Kendricks still is a, a heady player. I'd probably be more comfortable plugging Eric Kendricks into this lineup, to be honest with you, Matt. Yeah. He's shown it at this level. You know, not the same guy he was a few years ago. It'd be easy to plug him in there in that case. But it's wild that this off-ball linebacker, which is a... a, a the, the league gets decent play from their linebackers, but I think it's been one of the more difficult spots to find uh, two really good off-ball linebackers in all these divisions. And and that's not us having a third linebacker in most cases. I know. And two notes there. I actually been writing an article about that because it's very Steeler-related. They've been searching forever since Ryan Shazier got hurt. And I basically just wrote an article like, Unless you can lock or you know skill your way into Warner or Leonard or a guy like that, there's just so many misses at off the ball linebacker now, but that's almost a whole podcast in itself. Diane Henley did slip my mind and you mentioned him. I mean, him and Sanders are intriguing, but they're third round rookies. <laughs> you know, like that's asking a lot for a super team. And, and they could be stars a, mm-hmm. a year from now, a couple of years from now. Absolutely. Right. But, and then I think that's where most of the, most of the issues come from at linebacker is, drafting height weight speed specific height you know you're like oh this guy's six four and can run well and it's like well does six four matter at off ball linebacker because it never has (laughs) why he runs the wrong way right i always talk about i mean boys like guys like your boy shanahan just manipulates the heck out of those dudes you know like small little story the steelers signed cole holcomb who doesn't move the needle for anybody but he's gonna be the starting linebacker he sat down with us the first week of otas and i didn't this is true off his tape i know it to be true but i danced around the question he's like i've been on play action every time as a rookie (laughs) every time you know like people just moved me wherever i wanted and i just ran around like a chicken with his head cut off that's true for so many young linebackers i'm gonna i'm gonna vote for eric hendricks me too me too i'm I'm cool with it stabilizing force hope he saw something left Nick Bolton, Eric Hendricks are our linebackers here, and it doesn't sound like we're going to go with the third linebacker no. for this squad. So let's do safeties real quick because I think this is the slam dunk of slam dunks. Let's I mean, do it. Justin Simmons is a really good player, and Derwin James is even better. Like, that's an elite <laughs> group of safeties. I like it. And uh, to be honest with you, the first corner is not hard. So we're, no. we're, 
really the, 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 the conversation here is who is the second corner and who is the nickel player for our defense because Patrick Sertan has become one of, if not the best corners in the NFL in his short career. So Patrick Sertan, the second, is one of the starting corners. we got Simmons and um, – uh, who did Derwin. you say? Simmons and Derwin James, obviously, yeah. are the are the two yeah. Okay, so now let's let's have the conversation about corner number two and nickel corner. Yep. Real quick, I, I think if I had two corners in the league, I would take Sauce and Sertain. I mean, he's that good. I think he's an elite player already. So he's a slam dunk as well as you mentioned. So here's are my names. I guess we probably have to pick pick two of these because I don't think there's a safety that's jumping off the board or a third linebacker. So. J.C. Jackson was an utter flop in his in his first season with the Chargers. Then he got hurt. But a year ago, we'd say, oh, J.C. Jackson. You know I mean? Like, he was a big money player one year ago. And we can decide what kind of defensive scheme we want to play here. So we can go more uh, Belichick-style man coverage. Right, right, right. I mean, Sertain can do everything. I think Sneed's a good player. I think Trent McDuffie had a very successful rookie year. And I think Asante Samuel's a really good player. And... I think McDuffie and Samuel could absolutely play in the slot if needed. So any of those names jump out at you? Yes. Uh, I, I was going to, I was going to, I was going to say that, uh, that Sneed deserved to be on this team. I think so too. I love what I'm seeing from him in his first few years, uh, fourth round pick in 2020 for the chiefs. And, and he's been awesome. I mean, that's, yeah, that's what's so important for teams like the chiefs who have a $50 million quarterback is you're going to have to find, high-level production from other position groups and, and mid-round players, and Snead has been that for the Chiefs. So yeah. uh, I, I love having Snead on this team, and yeah, I, I like your argument for J.C. Jackson to still be here, even though last year didn't go as, as they thought when they gave him big money in the offseason. We might regret it. Maybe he's a Patriot-only guy, and you know a lot of big money free agents have left New England, especially at that position, and not been the same. But boy, I mean, he's making a ton of money. There is pedigree. I mean, there, I don't want to say it's pedigree there because it's not like he was a top 10 pick. But I mean, he was paid a ton of money and no one really batted an eye on it. I mean, I think McDuffie and Samuel were similar in that they're both good young players. You'd love them to be on the Steelers or Niners or your favorite team. But I think J.C. Jackson and Sertain on the outside and whoever. I will just figure out the slot stuff later. Sneed can see more of an outside guy too, I think. The Las Vegas Raiders only ended up with three players on our all AFC West team. They had Devontae Adams, Colton Miller, and Max Crosby. Wow. And quite a few Denver Broncos. And not surprising, Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs had, had a number of players. Um, but for the Denver Broncos being as bad as they were, they're, they're showing up here, especially on the defensive side of the ball. In fact, no Denver Broncos on offense, only, wow. only Denver Broncos on defense. Okay, I guess that adds up. You know, I mean... One year ago, everyone's like, well, they're just a quarterback away. Well, they weren't, or maybe they were, we wouldn't know. Chargers have to be pretty here. well Actually, represented. I think, the, I think the Chargers have the most players. I say they have a lot of stars. Yeah, I mean, so we got Eckler. Osa, Slater, Zion. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Zion Johnson, Rashawn Slater. It's five of the 11 on offense. And then you've got Bosa, Kendricks, Jackson, James, that's nine. That's pretty good by any team so far in their division. Nine Los Angeles Chargers on the all AFC West team. And Herbert didn't make the list, and Lindsley didn't make the list, who's they're probably both top five at their positions too, at center and quarterback. They have good players. There's no uh, more excuses in with the Chargers. <laughs> no, there's, Come on, man. There's gonna be coaches fired. Uh yeah. if uh co coaches and GMs fired if they, if they don't win this year. 
and maybe they don't have to win the Super Bowl, but you know, because there's another really good team in their division. But yeah, sure. you, know, you got to make a playoff run and maybe even a deep playoff run there if you're yeah, the too much tender. Right. Too much talent. Because now you got to pay Herbert. I mean, the days of going to sign JC Jackson are over. Speaking of talent, the AFC is in the books. This was the last AFC. We've done all the AFC, all division teams so far. Is the West the leader in the clubhouse right now as the best all division team? I don't know. I mean, the defense isn't perfect. The offense is pretty darn strong. Uh, East and, and North are pretty good. I mean, definitely the South is not is the last seed. That South you is expect. last so far. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I think that'll be fun when we're done. When we finish up the NFC side of things, we'll rank these and see who's got the best all division team. Okay. Stay tuned for that. We're coming at you every day, even throughout the offseason on Peacock and Williamson. Make sure you're subscribed up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts, just like all of the everydayers already are. Matt and I back tomorrow. Peacock and Williamson.